going to throw. Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They, Rubbish! There's buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison, beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable, what an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. Yeah, it's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Friday to you. February 11th, 2022. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X. It's Friday. Perk up. Stop by Thornton's. Get yourself some donuts, some coffee, some fresh fruit, a breakfast burrito, breakfast sandwich, whatever you're in the mood for to get your weekend started off right. Check out a Thornton's. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen here. Pumped up for the weekend, big basketball weekend. The Cats host Florida in a Saturday home game. First one since, I believe, the Tennessee game, which was an amazing atmosphere and a huge win for Kentucky. I know fans are hoping for the same tomorrow. We've got two hours to talk about it. We'll have Bobby Regan on from Barstool Sports to talk college basketball, and we'll read your text into the Thornton's text line, 502 414 1450. Mr. Nicholas Roush, how are you doing this morning? I'm uh, I'm doing well. Uh, just the, had, an, had a 4 a.m. wake-up call, and Duke was just like, I'm not going back to bed. So uh, he stayed up and watched uh, a movie through until 6 a.m. It was it was surprising. So good for him for letting me get the the two hours of sleep. But just throws you off your groove a little bit when you wake up at four on a, on a Friday. But I did get a little bit of shut eye, ready to rock, ready to roll, and also kind of. Uh, I, I checked out Mark Story's column this morning. Kind of disappointed. I don't hate Florida as much as I used to. It's just it's not it's not the that, same as it once was. I read that yesterday. Mark Story, my favorite journalist in Kentucky, uh, just basically a, a column about like, hey, remember when Florida was the big game in the SEC and it was the can't miss home game for UK fans when hosting in conference? Uh, yeah, it's not that way anymore. And he's exactly right about that. Uh, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about the rivalry or lack thereof. We'll talk about the game, the X's and O's. Uh, Justin Kalen thinks Kentucky should win by 30 and that Castleton sucks and it should be an easy game for Kentucky. I'll tell you what, I'm taking the alternate spread however high I can go. Wow. <laughs> I think you can go up to like 20. Well, no, so last weekend I tried to do that with the Alabama game. I really wanted nine for Kentucky, but the highest it went to on my betting app was six. So I ended up taking six, but nine would have won easy. So on DraftKings, it only yeah. went up to six. It only went up to six. Yeah. Huh. I mean, I'm, I, I, I'll 
believe you. I just didn't know that they would cap it like that. I've but, but, I've personally never seen it, but I oh, I guess I guess it's possible. Now, if I'm checking out the the spreads for tomorrow and I can get minus I don't know fourteen, I'll hop all over that. I was wow. I was talking with uh, some friends last night. We were trying to figure out what the line was, and we all agreed if it's single digits, we're hammering it. But I was curious what Kim Pom would say. Kim Pom's got it as a thirteen point game, so like that's. The lines are usually right around that. That would be shocking that, that that we're at a spot where this game is a 13 point difference just in Vegas. Yeah, that's that's a lot of points. I don't know. I I would hope Kentucky would win comfortably. Now that Kentucky could be up 15 the entire game, take their foot off the gas the final two or three minutes and win by seven or eight. And boom, just like that, Florida covers. But I, I, I mentioned this earlier this week. I'll say it more throughout the show today. I just, it's wonky playing against teams that rely on three-pointers. It could lead to an easy blowout win that everybody by five, 15 on Saturday, you know, Kentucky's going to cruise. So it's a fun, loving atmosphere at Rupp Arena. Or they hit 18 threes and it's one Kentucky has to sweat out. I don't, this kiss of death in previous KRC shows, but I've got to speak my mind here. No big deal. But I don't think there's any scenario Kentucky loses. They're one just better than Florida. They're at home. I would imagine push comes to shove if it is a close game. Kentucky's a much more aggressive team, so I think that you know home court officials could help out Kentucky in a worst-case scenario. I don't see a loss possible, but I am a little nervous about the spread, enough where I'll probably end up staying away tomorrow or maybe emotionally hedge and, and put some money on, on Florida. But it, against three-point teams like that, Roush, you just really never know. They're college kids. Some of them could play at the next level. Maybe, may if, if not the NBA, then certainly somewhere overseas. If they're just having an on day, which they've all had at some point in their basketball careers, and it all clicks, uh, it makes me a little bit nervous. Not enough where I'm worried that they pull the upset over UK, but nervous enough where I, I think the final eight minutes could be interesting. Yeah, no, I certainly agree, but... In these moments, I mean, so far, so good this year with Kentucky against those three-point shooting teams. Uh, I mean, so I I don't know. Maybe I'm just overly confident because when we've gotten these big Saturday matchups, it's resulted in those blowouts. But you know what? I'm, I'm not going to be apologize for being confident. I love it. Love cheering for a team that's a steamroller through SEC play. And uh, Florida, you're next. So suck it, Gators. It, it, keep it going for Kentucky. That then a big win would send a message. Purdue gets curb stomped yesterday Whoa. against Michigan. I I saw a Purdue loss coming. Just you know, if you play such a and they, they have played a tough schedule for the most part, and they also hadn't been playing particularly amazing. It just almost felt like a loss was due. I did not expect in any circumstance that big of a beatdown. Michigan really took it to them. That was crazy to see. I, I turned that score on, or I didn't turn the score on, our game on. I turned the, I checked my score app, and they were down 24 at the time. I was like, wait, what? I, I even had to check. I had to make sure that it was men and not women. Roush, 
Somebody's got to get that Indianapolis geography preference for the first and second rounds. It's got to mm-hmm. go. Somebody's got to get thrown a bone on geography preferences. Uh, two schools, as a matter of fact, and uh, you- the likely candidates would be the University of Kentucky and Purdue. I I love my brother-in-law Corso. He's a great guy, but if if Purdue keeps losing, that may make Kentucky the. They can both go. I'm okay with that. But it may make Kentucky the priority numero uno. What, hear me out. What we're relying on Scoots's Hoosiers to get this done, right? If he, if the three head coaches can pull off a miracle, then they could send Purdue packing playing in Milwaukee or Pittsburgh instead of Indianapolis. Scoots. We've already sent them packing once. Well, can you do it a second time? Can you do it? At Mackey Arena. That's just a big ask, Roush. I mean, it's a, it's a little, if we're being honest, a little unfair to the Hoosiers. It, it, it is. Justin's right, and he's being sweet about it. But they're not They're not going to win it in Lafayette. You're being rude, Roush. He knows it. We know it. Everybody knows it. You're asking too much. See, and I think if we would, if, if, if you didn't have the five players suspended for the Northwestern game and then that loss, I might have had confident enough, Justin, to say, you know what, we're going to do it by God. But hey, by the way, those, those five come back on Saturday. And did you hear what happened? Oh, no. Did they uh, go to the Market Street Ballet? So apparently they missed curfew. And yeah, they, they went out. They went out in Chicago. They went to yeah. a gentleman's club. I don't know about a gentleman's club, but yeah, they, they miss curfew. Allegedly, they went to a gentleman's club and they just they they got buck they got buck nasty and then they got suspended. I mean, I'm good. I'll roll with it. That's that's what Rab Johns is reporting. Is he like? Is he really actually? No, no, he's oh. not. Yeah, I was like, I, I, didn't, I, was like, I might have missed his report, but I didn't see anything. No, that was actually in the headline. Verb- uh, Purpose get buck nasty. <laughs> <laughs> That was a verbatim quote from the article, as a matter of fact. Verbatim, yep. Uh, I, <laughs> I, uh, I don't, you know, I don't care if I, I want anybody that's in UK seed neighborhood to lose. So while I don't have anything personally against Purdue, and they can they can be the fun Big Ten team that I can root for because of the family, uh, they can they can go ahead and lose, as a matter of fact, and that goes with anybody ranked really one through ten. Hell, I'll even go one through fifteen. Uh, that's not named the University of Kentucky. Arizona was able to pull it out, uh, got outscored in the second half, but uh, a road win. I think they were at Washington, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, whatever. Right. Whatever it was. Washington State, that's where it was. Well, okay. It's funny that Pac-12 always does those like geographical weekend trips where Arizona State will – go play Washington and then Washington state. And then the Washington schools will come down and play Los Angeles schools or the Northern California schools. And they generally try to get both of them in one trip. Um, poor Arizona state. They, they lost very badly last night. Maybe they, they lost to Washington. I think that's what it was. Arizona yeah. state lost to Washington, Arizona beat Washington state. And I think you do the inverse for the next ones, but I don't know how Hurley survives the Arizona state. And then I don't know what that means for my, my good pal justice at Arizona state, uh, cause they, they are, are, they're really bad. They're very, very bad. Um, speaking of bad, I, uh, I, I didn't get the, the Duke lines. So I put a little, little scroll on the blue devils last night. So I was watching the game and I think I saw the dirtiest play I've ever seen in, in basketball watching ever. 
Oh, uh, journalists and bloggers alike need to just calm down. Jeez, Louise. Kyle Tucker saying he could should be arrested. You acting like you've never seen such an atrocity in the history of sports. Give me a break. But like, I, I, I can't think of a dirtier play, though. I mean, he was going up for a dunk, and he accelerated. He lowered his shoulder into his rear end to take out his legs. Like, that's like – it's one thing – to to an elbow to the face or something like that, like stuff like that can happen. I think the tripping, like Allen Grayson Allen took, that was when you went to a new level. Like tripping guys is just like what the hell. But it's not the kind of. I felt like there was some decorum, some like unwritten rules of sport where like you just don't take out a dude's legs when they're going up for a dunk. But especially the way uh, he lowered his shoulder into him. I I can't think – I really can't think of a dirtier play unless somebody just, like, punched somebody in the face in a fight. And I would think – I would even think that the fight is less messed up than, like – I mean, he landed on his neck. That was so, that was messed up. That was messed up. Make no mistake about it. Certainly a dirty play. There should be repercussions. It's unfortunate. But it's – on the same level of dirtiness in any other situation where a player is trying to injure another player, whether it's tripping, whether it's an intentional elbow to the face, I agree with you about unintentional. Sometimes these plays look so nasty and they're accidental. Uh, the Duke one, not accidental. It was intentional. It was dirty. But it's the same level of degree of any other scenario where you're trying to hurt somebody when you're trying yeah, to trip I, somebody. I, I, yeah, I'm just I'm I'm not with you because it's the the when once you go in the air like that's the part where like even a kid in middle school knows okay if this guy's jumping on my back I can't rise up or I'll flip him and he'll bust his like that that's just like I don't know I, I feel like that's like the line that really just I I'm Mister I love fights I'm 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 cheap shots all that sort of junk uh, you know me I'm I'm weird in that I think fighting's good in sports and all that stuff but for some reason just Taking somebody's legs out, that's like the one line I won't cross. I don't know why it does it for me, but it just – I was like – I was just happy he got up well because that was a nasty fall. He landed right on his neck. I was happy he was okay. But it's sports. In the heat of the moment, frustrated players not trying to necessarily break somebody's neck, but instead just make a hard foul, get tripped up, their momentum changes, the guy jumps earlier. than You know, everything happens so quickly – that I don't want this – I mean, this person should not be arrested for no, what happens no. during a play in a basketball <laughs> game. Dirty play, make no mistake about it. If they wanted to suspend him a game, I think that is warranted. If they don't, I don't know the kid. Does he have a history of doing dirty things in practice? Is he a little snot-headed uh, jerk, or is this uncharacteristic of him, heat of the moment? I, you know, I, I don't care. It's none of my business. doesn't matter to me. I just – I I've, I felt like – I don't know, maybe it's maybe I was being a contrarian, but I felt like my initial instinct to seeing the play was, oh, that was horrible. I'm glad that kid's all right. That, that They got to kick that kid out of the game. And then I, my reaction to the social media was like, oh, my goodness gracious, everybody, chill out. Like this oh, I think that's doesn't need to be Because, yeah, social media probably did. I just put He doesn't need to be banned really for the year. He doesn't need yeah. to be banned from basketball. Cool. Like He made a mistake. He made yeah. a stupid mistake. And, and I'm I'm like 99% of the time I'm all for you foul a guy hard so he can't get an and one. But he he tried doing that a little, a little too late. He's like this damn Duke he's gonna dunk on me. Like if he 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 was too late to it. And 
when he went to make that hard foul, it was like, buddy, this is just only going to end badly. Only going to end badly. Man, ah. I was a little surprised no Duke players, you know, just started a fight. Oh, Coach K was about ready to go fight the kid himself. <laughs> he was like screaming at him on the floor, which I know, like, I would want my coach to do that in that situation. Um, but yeah, I, I'm with you too. I can't believe that like the players didn't have to be separated or anything. And if it did nothing else, it just, Clemson had been hanging around at like the seven. It was like a buffer zone game, TJ. And that basically was just like, all right, Duke, beat us by 30 now. <laughs> they just gave him a reason to shellack him. So uh, really turned the tides in that game. But whew, don't like seeing those plays, though. Don't like seeing those. No, you don't. Duke won. Easy cover, in in my opinion. Um, I Gosh, even though I haven't been able to hit the, the, the big ones yet, I'm, my percentages are up. I, I don't know. Am I peaking too early for March? I, I want a little slump before I get back out to Vegas. Well, just come to my poker game and play the cards I've been playing. They've been terrible. So oh, was I've, last night a poker night? Oh, yeah. I've got to take a break. It's so bad. Wow. It's, I'm, just, I'm losing on some terrible – like, it's it just my luck. I, I've got to – Gotta, I got to take a break. That's the only. It's like when Scoots, he's got to take his gambling breaks every once in a while to refresh, re, you know, recalibrate. I got to recalibrate because the the cards I'm getting, it's 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 definitely the cards, not the players' fault. Obvi obviously, but a 4 a.m. wake up call on a poker night, my man's got to be hurting right now. L luckily, I've I've developed a skill at sleeping through. Uh, let it go. So <laughs> at least there's that. Well, I can't believe you're leaving your toddler unattended during a movie in the wee hours of the morning yeah you know sometimes you just gotta we just gotta do what we gotta do you know uh justin I, get get esl on the on the line for this, no this sort of situation esl <laughs> yeah i don't know who that is either i disagreed <laughs> ESL is English second language, right. but <laughs> uh, but like I don't know how that has. I'm 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 confused. I did just do throwing a little tribute to Trevor, purposely saying the wrong name. Had Justin go along with me, although he he wasn't he he was complicit to the whole thing. But it'd be CPS. There we go. Yeah, yes. yeah. I was okay. Yeah. Every state's different, though. Did you know that? Like in Florida, it was, I want to say it was DPS. No, did not know that. And uh, it, I did, wanted to bring up, I actually had this written down yesterday, but I wanted, <laughs> I wanted to bring this up, that Trevor couldn't think of the word pyramid scheme, so he said triangle scam and just acted like nobody was going to notice or call him out on it. He's like, is this one of those, is this one of those, uh, is this one of those triangle scams? Oh, man. He just he, he'd watch the office and you know he he knew that Jim Halpert drew a triangle. <laughs> and then Mike, as he generally does, very quickly, quicker than we would, but uh, called Trevor out on. He's, he's like, "Did you just say triangle scam?" And per usual, Trevor can just never be like, "Hey, I'm wrong," or like, "Yeah, I I was mistaken." It always be shape. It'll, it'll always be this rationalization that he's not wrong, or if he is wrong, it's not his fault, or actually everybody else is kind of wrong too. You know, it's never just like a full white waving a white flag situation. But he was like, well, 
it yeah it's like it was it's like it's the same shape it's their syllables for the same word actually maybe pyramid schemes should be called triangle scams and you know he just had to rationalize that that he wasn't wrong that everybody else was wrong for not calling it that ah missed the big guy He's, he is entertainment, that's that's for sure. But, oh boy, poker night didn't go your way, and then you had an early wake-up call. That's a perfect morning for Thornton's yeah. coffee. Oh, yeah, that, uh, big time. You got to get the 24 ounces. Um, and here's what I do, do, too, when I go to Thornton's. I'm normally a, let's 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 drink our coffee black, but they, I, I like to kind of sweeten things up. It's like a, a nice little tasty treat. Put a little bit of... French vanilla creamer in there. Get me a, a, a wide willy, as we like to call them. Those uh, chocolate long johns. So good. Thorns, uh, the best way to start your weekend. You got to start your weekend off on the right foot each and every Friday. But download that refreshing words app, stop it into a Thorns and getting your weekend rolling. It's a Super Bowl weekend. Uh, I think, are, are we doing, is, is dry January ending Sunday? TJ, are you are you gonna go make it all the way through February? No, I, I do the January and February. Because if I yeah. if I break it one weekend, I'm just gonna not do it, and and that's okay. I don't. It wouldn't be the end of the world, but I, I feel like if I say I'm gonna do it, I need to try to do it. Are you at least going to be eating a lot of like garbage food though? You know, oh, that, that's that, that's the thing is normally just not drinking. I drop weight just by doing that, and I have at, up to this point. But I had a little cold for like the first 10 days of January, so I couldn't work out. I'm back to working out pretty consistently. But diet really hasn't changed from the holiday diet, which is a bit of an issue. So this year, more than any other year that I've done the dry January and February, I've not nearly lost as much weight as I normally do just because Mm -hmm. I've been... I haven't... I have not been eating well. So that will not be changing this weekend for, for anybody wondering. Or Justin, maybe it's the the old age hitting them, and it's just, that weight's just going to stick to them. That that seems more likely. No, mm. I could I could mm. I could drop this weight in a blink of an eye if I really wanted to. Oh yeah, that's what it is. You just don't want to. It just it it, it suits you well. It fits you good. I've, I've been at a pretty consistent weight. You know, may lose 10, 15 pounds here or there. May put it back on and then add some additional here and there. But. Uh, on the one hand, probably not as thin as I would like. On the other hand, at least I haven't gone the other way. So well, you got to keep things in perspective. I think setting uh, realistic expectations is important in anybody's life. Well, you're a dad now, so you don't want to be too skinny because then you wouldn't have the dad bod. Oh, that's a very good point, Justin. I do. I, I Yeah, I, that's, that's, that's well stated, Justin. That's a good point. I don't want to lose too much weight. Otherwise, society will think differently of me as a mm-hmm. father. Well, yes. and chicks love the dad bod. They sure do. And I'm sure I, that's what I, Anna says too. Exactly. She can't get enough of it. So I've got that going for me. Um, but no, I'll, I'll, no, no, no alcohol. But um, weirdly enough, didn't really have any Super Bowl plans. And then sure enough, a few plans popped up. So I've got, uh, I've got some options. Nice, nice. I've actually yeah, I am, committed to one, and then another one popped up, and now I'm just wondering if I'm going to do the old switcheroo. But oh, oh, I see. Yeah, we're we're also at the point too where it's a very six thirty kickoff. That's I, like I'm not going to get a, a half in if I take Duke with me somewhere. So trying to figure out logistics, you know, it's just like uh, what do we do here? So 
I don't know. Don't know what I'm going to do. Um, but I am uh, playing Super Bowl golf Sunday morning, and it's going to be 35 degrees. Can't wait to to weather the elements. Oh, so gosh, you're gonna you? I'd I'd have to be drinking if I would be playing in that cold. Well, I mean that that's like the the point. I mean I'm not really there to be good at golf. You're golfing in February, like it's it's mostly there for the drinking. He acts like he has a choice in being good at golf. Oh, Justin, I you smartass, <laughs> you. I'm gonna. Uh, you're lucky I'm not in Indiana. I'd shove you in that locker, pal. Rouse, we all know you're not there to be good at golf because you're not good at golf. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was in Indiana because I bet Xavier tonight. Um, they're one and a half point favorites at home against UConn, and that is that is a lock, folks. That is a wow. lock. Um, here first, I, I, folks. Justin, I, I wouldn't necessarily recommend going and buying points. Uh, maybe you could get away with it. Maybe you couldn't. But the one and a half in its own right, that's that's where it's at. The whole bank account. Here we go. Yeah. But, yeah, it is a true point, though. You do suck at golf, Roush. And I was just thinking, I haven't golfed since September. That's the probably the wow. longest drought I've, probably the longest drought I've had in six years. After playing the most I'd ever played in my entire life, uh, I would be absolutely horrendous if I went out there and played golf right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, or, here's my thing, TJ. It's been such a long break that sometimes, um, you know, you need, that's what you need. Just like I need my, my poker break to get back on track. I got my golf break. Now I'm going to be freaking Tiger Woods Sunday morning. It's going to be incredible. Can't wait. Which, by the way, have you all watched any of Waste Management? Uh, a little bit. That out yeah, yesterday? I've seen a little bit. Yeah. Just something about the uh, – I need I, – I, I want to go out there. That just seems like so much fun. That 16th hole is just incredible. I'm surprised there aren't more courses that do have that kind of grandstand setup, though, where it's just like, all right, we're going to put 8,000 people around one golf hole. Like, I, I just, I, that that seems like a no-brainer, uh, especially for a tournament. Who, who else is going to care about some random tournament, especially that's sponsored by a garbage disposal place? Like, that's how you get people to care about these random events. I, I think that that'd be a good PR for for some of these courses out there. Let's now, let's let's get the Thunderdome. Let's build a Thunderdome around our par 3. See, at the same time though, Roush, that would take a lot away from that stadium hole at TPC. Like it's that's that's the best hole in golf because of that atmosphere. And and there are other golf courses with the grandstands around the greens, but it's it golf etiquette like is that. more more of a thing there whereas at the 16th hole of TBC, it's like, just go crazy. And that's what makes that hole so awesome. So I wouldn't want to take away from that by adding it at other places. Yeah, it just, I, I think it'd be cool. But uh, I, it, it is unlike any other. I wouldn't say it's the coolest, oh, but it's, it's, it's up there. Coolest. I'm putting the the island at Sawgrass, that hole. Yeah, but um, they don't get they don't get cheers and boos if they miss the green. Or, <laughs> like, the fact that you miss the green on that par three and get booed makes it so amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and well then and then you had a guy i can't remember who it was yesterday but he missed the green so he got booed then he promptly goes up chips in his birdie chip and the crowd goes bananas starts chanting his name it's like you all were just booing him two seconds ago it really is a happy gilmore scene it's great, <laughs> it's great. Oh, i'm back man. you never well, looked. we need to get back to a break right let's do yeah. that yeah, let's let's go to a break. This is Kentucky Roll Call, Big X Sports Radio. We'll be right back.
Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. It's like Lennon said, you look for the person who will benefit and, uh, uh, you know. I am uh, the walrus. You know, you'll, uh, uh, you know what I'm trying to say. I am the walrus. Shut up, Donnie. D.I. Lennon. Vladimir Ilyich Ulyanov. <laughs> Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. We're going to have some Super Bowl talk, and we may jump into that now. But if you're going to a party, if you're hosting a party, either bring or have Salsaritas waiting for the rest of the party because it's a can't-miss Super Bowl food, entree, meal for the whole family, for the whole party. They'll set it up for you. They'll bring it to you, set it up. I would go ahead and, and get going once they open up today at 11. You can order all online on the app. I think you can probably probably order online on the app anytime, and it'll just be waiting for them. But if you want to call, you can do that as well, but you want to wait till 11. I'd, I'd want to get it planned out ahead of time because they're going to mm-hmm. be busy. A lot of folks are going to have the idea to have wildly addictive chips at their party, Roush. The, the seasoned meat that is so delicious – just juices pouring out each and every bite. Guacamole, hot, steamy, delicious queso. Uh, guacamole, the the lettuce is not your kind of gross brown lettuce. You'll see it some other place. You know that it's fresh. It's mm-hmm. delicious. All of it's fresh at Salsaritas. They've got two locations in Louisville, Middletown and St. Matthews. And if you're scrambling for what to bring to a Super Bowl party, Salsaritas, they're, they're three amigos. I, you get, the, I think that's the big move for me, TJ, because the regular catering, there, there's, I guess, some, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're getting a full meal. I'm just a big snacks guy. And just getting a metric ton of wildly addictive chips and then your choice of salsa, guac, mm. and queso. I mean, that's that match. Just sign me up. Boom. Bang. Yeah. It, it's a, it's an, <laughs> and it's, it's so cheap. It's so easy. Uh, why not bring it to a party? And then if you're hosting again, just get the whole catering, the chips and all the deliciousness that I just mentioned will be included in the catering. So check out Salsaritas today. Download the app. You'll save money even on the catering each and every time you, you use Salsaritas and enjoy the big game in style. All right. Speaking of the, uh, the big game. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, well, now that I'm super hungry and craving salsaritas, besides salsaritas, what's some of your other foods you like to snack on during during Super Bowl Sunday? Buffalo chicken dip. That's uh, that's Out. right up. Gross. All, all you don't like buffalo chicken dip? No. Spicy buffalo chicken dip? No. That's ludicrous. I also like a good. Uh, my mom makes this five layer like taco dip, that's like refried beans and stuff in it. Oh, that's so good! I'm a big, uh, big dip guy. Um, and I would also say like chili's good as well. But I, you know, it just it. You, I don't want to get too full on chili. You know what I mean? So there's a there's there's it's a nice balance. Yeah, the beans. You lost me on the beans. Are you anti-beans all the time? Yeah, that's not, a, and it's not a Super Bowl food, anyways. Nobody's like, can't wait for the Super Bowl party beans. I agree. And nobody yeah. does that. Or, or chili. I don't think chili is a Super Bowl, Bowl food. Dip. 
Chili as a side, is, I think, is acceptable. Uh, generally, Super Bowl, you, you know, normally first weekend of February now, a little bit later, but usually cold. So I think chili as a side is acceptable, but I don't think everybody – I don't think like a chili cook-off is appropriate for a Super Bowl. No, not no. absolutely not. It, it's a, it's one of the things up there. The wings are the, the best kind of football food, yeah. but you kind of – I think you run into trouble with that at like uh, – party because sometimes they're you know they're not fresh they might be sitting around a while so they're not always guaranteed to be on point if you will i think pizza super underrated appetizer dish for a super bowl party i agree with you wings or you need you need a heavy meat but i think if there's just like a little thin crust pizza to the side where you could get a piece of pizza a couple wings maybe a cup of chili Mm, yeah, you that's know, that's a good spread right there. Th- that's that's a pretty you're you're covering pretty much all your bases for a Super Bowl party. Uh, can't wait. Yeah, that's the probably my favorite binge food day of the year. What are some of the? I mean, Halloween you just eat candy all day, which is pretty Thanksgiving. great. Thanksgiving, yeah. obviously. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, yeah. Thanksgiving, obviously, number one binge day. Binge but this is day. just all like junk garbage like you're just putting garb stuff that's not good for you in your body and i'm here for it that's the kind of food i like just snacks on snacks with ice cold beers uh can't wait i'm really excited to watch this game between the rams and the Bengals. and uh it's it's funny you know the sliding doors moment once upon a time super bowl competing quarterback and national championship quarterback joe burrow he was just a, a recruit on the recruiting trail uh, talking to Neil Brown. Here's uh, here's him back in 2014. The hottest quarterbacks this spring, Joe Burrow, within the next couple of weeks. What do you know about Brown, the offensive coordinator down there, the offense they run? How do you see that f- f- fitting what you do? I know, I know they throw the ball a lot, so that's enticing. Um, I haven't talked to Coach Stoops yet, but I've been talking to Coach Brown about twice a week for the last three or four weeks. really like what they do, and, and they're excited about me. The hottest quarterbacks. Wow. Just imagine Joey B, Joey Biscuits in Lexington, the Neil Brown. Well, era, that's right? that. We're we're claiming them. What he's could have part been? of I mean, the, he's, he's too, part so. of him and Mac Jones also. We're claiming him too. <laughs> Boom, baby. It's crazy too. He does not like that was eight years ago. He doesn't look much different in that video. He looks the exact same. <laughs> He's not eight at all. It's crazy. That guy just, he's just lives the life. Good looking fella. Going to be one of the best quarter. I mean, he's already one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. His stonks are, you couldn't get asked for better stonks. Man. He's got it all. Well, until Sunday when the Rams bring his dreams crashing down. Bum, bum, well, bum. he does actually have. Four fewer or less MVP trophies than one Aaron Rodgers. Let's all give it up for number 12, Aaron Rodgers. Well, he has as many Super Bowl appearances as Aaron Rodgers. Not yet. Game hasn't started yet. Don't go jinxing. (laughs) Fourth. Back-to-back MVPs. Fourth MVP. uh, Only Peyton Manning has more at five. Just the greatest human, the greatest person ever formed in the flesh to lay their their fingertips on the pigskin of a football. One more time. Aaron Rodgers, everybody. 
Green Bay that. Packer forever. GB one P four, baby. What I've always said. <laughs> no, I think they got the award. I think they got. Uh, besides my total bias, I believe they got the awards right across the board. Roush. Yeah, I man that <laughs> that saying is so dumb. If you just apply it to any and every like. Indiana first, Hoosiers forever. Like, what is so stupid? I won H four, baby. Yeah, it's it's not. It was never unique to U of L. It's not like L one C four spelled out something cool, or it, you oh, know, it it goodness. stood for something else that was also cool. It was just letters and numbers that they forced together. They don't do, they don't do that, that anymore. No, they got they they have like slowly and quietly backed away from it, which is a good move on their part. But I was at the first game. Gosh, I forget who it was. I want to say maybe South Florida when they came out wearing warm ups that had L one C four on it, and like all the jumbotrons at the Yum Center was like just everything was L one C four, and fans were so confused where this all came from. Uh, so that's just they just started it by throwing it down people's throats, which Kentucky's been guilty of that as well, doing certain things. But L one C four always hilarious. Never forget it. When we when we went to that Duke game, they did still like when they showed former players, it was Cardinal Forever. Uh I, I forget who was at the game. Like uh, Dion Branch was in a suite, so you know. Cardinal Forever, Dion Branch. <laughs> We're never gonna give it up. But I, but I think they got down. the award. I think they got the awards right. Jamar Chase, rightfully so. And it, it, like Mac Jones has to be like, when's the last time a quarterback that leads a non-playoff team to the playoffs as a rookie quarterback? When do they not win Offensive Rookie of the Year? Just because it's such a quarterback-driven awards league. Mm-hmm. Um, that's and it's understandable. They have the ball in their hands every offensive possession or every offensive play for the most part. But Chase was just unbelievable. He was so yeah. fun to watch. I don't normally kind of drool over non-packers, but the the Chase and Burrow connection, where that's going to grow and go in the NFL, it's who he he was he was he was deserving even with the great year that Mac Jones had. Definitely, definitely, um, and it's almost. Like you look around at the league and you're like, oh, it's almost like that LSU team was one of the greatest teams ever. I mean, Joe Burrow, Jefferson, and Jamar Chase. Like that, that's oh. just, gosh, <laughs> they're so good. Uh, they also got a Hall of Fame. Sorry, uh, go ahead. I, I was just going to mention the, the Hall of Fame class. Not a lot of guys from our era, uh, aside from Richard Seymour, but Tony Baselli. I know that's one that, uh, there's been a group really pushing for that one to happen for a while. The offensive lineman from the Jacksonville Jaguars who, uh, yeah, he, he finally made the cut. So I like when they, I mean, it was 1995. So he's probably only been up on the ballot for, you know, seven, eight, nine years, something like that. But it, I, I like the guys who have been waiting a, are around a while. They finally get their shot. So, so good to see, uh, good to see Baselli get his, his shot. There, First uh, Jaguar ever to enter the Hall of Fame. That's crazy. So hey, they, he's, yeah. they've been trying to get him in for a while now. I remember that was a thing when I was living in Jacksonville. Hmm. So okay, what it was is he had uh, he was a five time Pro Bowler and then he hurt his shoulder, so he only played like six years before his career ended. So I think that's why it was tough for some to to be able to put him in. 
So it was his 16th year of eligibility. Wow. So yeah, a lot longer than I thought. Tony Baselli, probably the biggest guy I've ever been around in person. Dude's huge. It's good to know. I think he's, I'll, I'll, he still does uh, like commentating, right? Doesn't yeah, he, do he like was the- uh, he was with uh, Jacks for Jacksonville's broadcast, but I heard him this past season doing NFL playoff games. So, boom, man. Who some of the other award talk today, TJ. Some of the other award winners in the NFL: Offensive Player of the Year, Cooper Cup, that was deserved. Defensive Player of the Year, TJ Watt. Uh, I've, I've got no issue with that. It probably would have been Zadarius Smith if he stayed healthy, but, you know, not not the case. Chase won Offensive Rookie of the Year, as we said. Defensive Rookie of the Year, Micah Parsons for the Cowboys. He had, uh, obviously, a, a phenomenal year. Coach of the Year, Mike Vrabel from the Titans, who I think that's, again, plenty of good options and candidates, but with the Titans not having Henry for the majority of the year and still getting the one seed, which – Probably the worst one seed in the history of the AFC. Pretty impressive. You got to give the guy coach of the year. Comeback player of the year, Joe Burrow, well earned and deserved. And the Walter Payton man of the year, Andrew Whitworth, who plays for the Rams as an offensive lineman. Yeah, who's, I mean, he he looks 50 years old. <laughs> he's so old. Um, but, I, I mean, he's, he's still out there grinding away. A long-time bingle. Uh, played there for... 10 12 years something like that yeah he's in his uh, 40s isn't he yeah he's like 41 apparently him and burrow became pals too whenever uh whenever joe got hurt they like he like rehabbed out with whitworth in la so yeah um we'll see uh this probably whitworth's last game i would guess um so it'd be and he's still on top of his game so Shout out to the the NFL award winners. Did you watch the show? Uh, Hang on, bated breath with everything they were doing. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely not. Okay, yeah, me neither. I can't imagine watching. Did you all <laughs> see the NBA All Star Draft last night? I only saw the only part that mattered, and yeah. that was <laughs> the best part. Oh, TJ, man. did you see it? I did, yeah, where Kevin Durant refused to pick James Harden, newly traded to the 76ers, James Harden, for Ben Simmons and picks and other people and stuff involved. But that was obviously the big names, yeah. Uh, Kevin Durant, they do just a schoolyard pick for the All-Star game. Him and LeBron James were captains. He refused to pick James Harden. I think LeBron was just kind of – probing him a little bit and he also was not picking James Harden just to see how long <laughs> that KD would last well KD his last pick was not James Harden so James Harden and the last pick automatically assigned to LeBron's team LeBron cracked up during the whole process if you haven't seen the video it is pretty funny yeah uh, it, it, it's it's much it's a better visual than his audio uh, or else we'd play it but my my favorite part of the entire process was that this was an NBA on TV TNT production. So like in any other setting, they would probably like like Kevin Durant was playing it straight. Like if this was ESPN, they would they wouldn't mention it. But Charles Barkley's in the room and he doesn't care, you know? Um, so like when LeBron's using the clipboard to try not to crack up, he's like, uh, is, is James hurt? He's like Charles, well, he's trading now, he ain't hurt anymore. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm just now reading that uh, that whole that whole clip was funny. We we had a we had a somebody on the Kentucky Roll Call Facebook page ask a question in the first se- or in the second segment, whatever whatever segment was. Did you all see that? No, no, I haven't been on their KRC Facebook page. Pretty funny. Josh says on the KRC Facebook page, I have to ask because it bothers me, but did the Cluckers commercial dude do the whole spot with a mouthful of chicken? Which is a pretty funny comment if you've heard the Cluckers commercial. Roush, I know you never listened to the Big X outside of doing this this radio show, but that is, that is Justin, that's Dugan's son that does that commercial. Uh, the he it does josh isn't wrong though it does sound like he's just got a <laughs> mouthful of food i think i think he's doing just kind of like the cool teenager you don't really put too much emotion into the into the comment or you know into the mm-hmm. commercial in this instance right, right, but right. i wish you could play it justin could you pull it up uh maybe i can look for it yeah trevor used to always be able to pull it up I know how. It's just about finding the right one. And then speaking of Trevor as well, there was a uh, there's some beef on the Twitter yesterday between Justin and Trevor. Uh, these two alpha males basically having a contest to see who can get a girl back to their place quicker between each other. Wait, we got to uh, get them back to our place? I didn't realize that was part of it. Well, no, just the... the uh, that's just kind of a metaphor. I mean, I, I mean, I could definitely, hands down, I'll get a date before Trevor. Okay, uh, yeah, that's a yeah, sure a date. Hands down. You, uh, <laughs> I mean, it's not even going to be close. It's such a, but it's such a silly. I mean, you're in your mid thirties, Justin. Right. Such a silly. It's such a silly contest. That's yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Like it's it's not even close in my in my mind. <laughs> no, I think you're. It, missing, I mean, it's really not. I think you're missing the point. It's not that. It's not that. I, I'm not talking about who would or wouldn't win. I think it's just embarrassing to even to be to to threaten him to a challenge of such. Uh, he's in his forties, so it's more embarrassing for him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still in my young thirties. I'm good. Well, mid thirties, uh, uh, low thirties, <laughs> lower mid. I'll I'll meet you in the middle of that. Yeah. <laughs> While we're on the Super Bowl, what, what do we think happens? Bengals win. Rams. Too, wow. too much too much firepower. I guess Bengals have had the ball. Bengals have had the ball bounce their way too. Like they they've been fortunate. I mean, they've also been opportunistic, and they had a great comeback to the Chiefs. But like, they needed Ryan Tannehill to throw three picks to win that game in Tennessee. You know, there's some luck involved in their their run, and I think their luck has run out. Roush, I'm proud of you. You took my advice and ran with it. Yesterday, you were all, oh, I don't know, the jinxy jinx, and now you're now you're just all on it. Rams win. Yep, I love. They're it. the better football team. I think the Rams win, but I've picked against the Bengals pretty much every game. Uh, against the spread, every game. I don't. I, I don't know if I had the Raiders. I remember the spread was five and a half, but um, but I've picked them to lose every game since the Raiders game. So Bengals fans rejoice because I think the Rams are going to win. Uh, I think that the both offenses will, I'm sure, probably score in the twenties. I think it'll be a close game. I just think the Rams defense is going to be
be more consistent than any of the defenses that the Bengals have had to go up against. Um, not that those defenses were bad necessarily, but they didn't put together full 60-minute games or really even 30-minute games. Uh, I think the I think the Rams are as sound defensively as you get, especially mm-hmm. up front, and the Bengals' offensive line has given up, has set a record, a bad record these playoffs, giving up the most sacks in a playoff game. Uh, so that's not a that's not a great that's not a great mix. So I think the the Rams will win like twenty nine to twenty one is my Super Bowl prediction. Super duper bowl prediction twenty nine twenty one. The over would not hit, right? What's, no, what's or, the over? no, it would hit. It actually, I think it would hit by a point. Yeah, the, it's forty nine and a half. So you'd be covering the over by a half point. Wow, look at me. All right, wow. I guess I'm, I'm team over. I don't have nine or one in my Super Bowl squares, so I hope you're wrong. Ah, can't wait for Super Bowl. Hey, that's well, another I'm... great thing about Super Bowl that you don't get on Thanksgiving is just the degenerate gambling, whether mm-hmm. it's prop bets, and I guess yeah. you could theoretically do that on Thanksgiving, but you don't get the same enthusiasm for Super Bowl squares because there's no Super Bowl on Thanksgiving. Well, and I'm destined to win one of these ones. Like, if I play a Super Bowl square every year for my entire life, I'm going to win one eventually. It's kind of like the lottery, Justin. We're going to win, uh, you know, at some oh, point. Yeah. So, Absolutely. Um, yeah. I, we. So I'm, I'm just going to keep playing, and one day I'm I'm finally going to win one of these damn things. You've Maybe never someday. won a Super Bowl square. Never won a Super Bowl square, and Isn't it's it? the first thing I've like outside of horse racing. That's the first thing I ever gambled on was just getting Super Bowl squares, and it's been I don't know how many years. And nothing, nothing to show for it. My uh, my stepdad's work does uh, squares for the college basketball tournament, where they yeah. pay out every game, which is awesome. Yeah, yeah, I, that that is that is cool. Yeah, I feel like I've talked a lot about myself today, but Roush, I do also find it hilarious that between my wife and I, we've won like the last three spread March spread madnesses that we do. Yeah. Which you know, we do buy we do buy the most spots for what it's worth, but so we have the most chances. But still, pretty crazy. We couldn't rig it if we wanted to for what it's worth. I mean, the spreads are publicly available. I I can't I can't figure out who's going to cover six straight games. If I had that, I wouldn't need to win spread madness if I had the power to know who was going to do that. Uh, and then I've won fair share Super Bowl squares. Pretty exhilarating feeling when it's on your numbers. And there's like three minutes left in the quarter yeah. or the half or whatever it may be. Yeah. Really, really fun. Not fun when there's like a last second field goal or, you know, there's a sudden change in score. But yes, you can also do Super Bowl squares or squares, like Justin said, for, for basketball. I've got a, I know people that do it in March Madness, and I've got some friends that do it for big games as well. So uh, plenty of gambling to go around on Sunday. Looking forward to that. Roush, I'm feeling you're going to hit it big, buddy. Oh, thanks, man. I, I can't wait. Uh, very excited. I still need to pick my $50 prop bet. If anybody's got any sure things with halfway decent odds, let me know. I mean, it's got to be Cooper Cup anytime touchdown. I mean, I, that doesn't feel like uh, – that's not silly enough, though. Well, why but, would you not parlay that with a couple of other things? Um, I mean, that's what I did personally, Justin. I'd got like Rams money on, Cup touchdown, and over. You know, Justin, that hasn't been that hasn't been discussed. That is interesting. I, we we wouldn't about it yesterday. 
No, well, with my friends and my and I I didn't think you could parlay some props with others. Yeah. But I'm just now doing it on DraftKings. Of course, I can't make the bets thanks to Damon Thayer. But um, and you got to make sure you're on the same game parlay tab. Uh, other involved, others involved. But I'm just now seeing that you can at least stack them together. Um, well, actually, now it's saying that you cannot stack them together. So, so I don't there's know. A, when you go to the yeah. yeah, when you go to the game, there's a green button up top that says SGP. You got to slide that over. Yeah, okay. and then, and then that'll allow you to place the same game parlays. Yeah, I don't think we do it on all of them, obviously, because that would almost be impossible to win. Although at that rate, you'd probably win like millions of dollars on a four hundred and fifty dollar <laughs> bet, which would be pretty sweet. But it would be, it would not happen. But maybe the lowest odd ones, you know, that are like plus one ten or plus two hundred, you could try to stack some of those together for a bigger payday. I like the way you think, Justin. I'll throw that over to the to the group. Okay. There you have wow. it. We're just all making money this weekend. Everybody listening, you're going to make money this weekend. All of your teams are going to win, especially the Kentucky Wildcats. we got to get to our top of that break. We're going to talk Kentucky, Florida. Bobby Regan from Barstool Sports is going to j join us. Uh, man, just going to be a great start to the weekend here on KRCTJ. What do you say? I agree. We'll see you in hour number two. Oh, yeah. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two of Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. Replay of the show, 9 to 11 on Big X Sports Radio, and you can listen to the Big X just by Googling, how do I listen to Big X? You can tell Alexa, play Big X Sports Radio. Ra radio. You can radio. tell Siri. Yeah, the radio. Put it on, honey. Uh, you can tell <laughs> Siri to play Big X Sports Radio or Radio, and you can listen to the podcast, Roush. Yeah, the, brought to you by our good friends at Cornbread Hemp. I need some Cornbread Hemp this morning because I'm feeling a little sluggish today. It's just... It, it, it stews what ails you and getting back into the workout swing of things. There's a lot more aches and pains this new year. TJ, you need some cornbread hemp from all your time you're spending on the Pelotron. Try it out today. Use the promo code Big X. When you visit cornbreadhemp.com, you get 30% off your order by using that promo code. So try it out today. Cornbread Hemp, they sponsor the Kentucky Roll Call podcast. Get that podcast wherever you find it and take some cornbread hemp for, for whatever you need because it it certainly, it certainly will help. I can, I can promise you that. And that's don't, don't hold me to this. I'm not a doctor or scientist, but it uh, stops COVID, right? Helps. Yeah. It, if you contract COVID, it mitigates the symptoms, helps get it out of your quicker with a little uh, organic CBD. They also, it, it packs an extra punch. So there's a little bit of THC sprinkled in there as well. So cornbread hemp, extra strength gummies, try them today. And uh, it, it, I don't know if they advertise for this, but it is a nice, it's nice for if you've got a little bit of a hangover, Roush, like you, you may this yeah, morning. Yeah. It's, it's a good, it's it, a good cure. 
Yeah, it, it can go it can go a long way with that stuff. All right, get your text into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Justin, oh, okay, answered my question already. We've got Bobby Bobby Regan on from Barstool Sports. Bobby, how you doing? Maybe we don't have him on. Let me try oh, again. Wow, wow, Scoots. What did you do? Scoots, I'm not on the mood. <sighs> I'm not in the mood this not morning. Not in the mood at all. My fault. A, I'm a recall. It, it's a Friday. Here I was expecting to hear Bobby Regan's sweet voice, and instead, Mm-mm. maybe I don't. <laughs> That's not right. <laughs> Roush, have you watched any of the South Parks this season? No, no. I'm, it's kind of uh, not my forte. All right, Bobby's on now. South Park's not your forte? Um, not anymore. I, I, I told you this before. Once they went did the long seasons where it was continuous, it just kind of uh, it lost me. They don't. So, they're not. They're not. They're not doing that anymore. I know, but I'm. I'm done. Like uh, adult oh. cartoons. But I don't know about you, Bobby. But oh. I, I feel like I'm the cartoon. Adult cartoons just aren't my thing anymore. I feel too old for it. I don't know what it is. I, I never never like cartoons. Never South, South Park. Park. Is, South Park never. is probably the greatest continued series in the history of tv it, it, it and there's nothing funnier it, it and i you know i don't that's the only cartoon quote unquote that i watch but the both of you all uh, not south park fans this is a red flag no no i mean i just i can't get into anything that's cartoons it's like justin it's not real you know you can't watch it if it's not real yep yeah. Well, anyways, now I guess falling, not that either two of you would comment. They say that Stan's voice has changed. I definitely agree for those that watch South Park. Anyways, we didn't have Bobby on to talk South Park. Bobby, how are you? What's up? Good. Good. How are you guys doing? Good. Everybody excited about the big Bengals Super Bowl I mean, thing no. <laughs> I mean, sure, other people are. I'm not. I don't want Bengals to be happy. I can't stand them. <laughs> I got a problem with that. Everyone's sitting there being like, oh, you should feel good for the Bengals and their fans. No, I don't like them. I'm not going to cheer for them. Why don't you like them? Uh, we have some Bengals fans that text in, and they, they why, don't, why, don't you, why don't you like the Bengals? Their fans are obnoxious. Like, guys, I had no care. Actually, I, I, the Bengals were my friend because I can't stand the rest of the AFC North. Like, I hate the Steelers. I hate the Ravens the Browns. When I moved to Cincinnati, I then realized how annoying Bengals fans are. And I was like, well, you guys are just as bad as the rest of them, except you guys don't win. <laughs> until now, maybe. Yeah, there, there's now. nowhere in your heart for a long-suffering fan base to have just a glimmer of, of hope and excitement? No, no. If I, like, I got into it with somebody about that who just said I was being grumpy. I should enjoy the city being happy. It's like, why? If I don't like them, why would I want them to be happy if it were the if it were the reds would you feel differently i don't care necessarily about the reds as much but and no but then like Bengals fans <laughs> would be happy and uc fans like, no ohio state fans would be happy no i hope they all lose speaking of cincinnati sports i feel like xavier giving one and a half tonight is free money against uconn they're gonna they're gonna win by i don't know how much they're gonna win by but they're gonna cover uh, they're due for a win, and it's at home. Yeah, I mean, 
I like both teams, but yeah, Xavier like desperately needs to win that game. Bobby, isn't it wild how loudly Roush types and how rude it is to him to have to hear his typing while we have a guest on our radio program? I actually can't hear it. Wow, oh, suck it, yeah, TJ. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. You're, 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 you're too nice, Bobby. Um, yeah, that's, Bobby, that's what, did, what I'm known for. What did, what did we make of UK's last two wins? The Alabama game, not pretty, but Alabama could not hit anything, maybe partially to Kentucky's defense, but maybe more so to just having an off night. And then a somewhat ugly game at times against South Carolina, but ended up being higher scoring than I think people anticipated. So a two another two and a week for the Cats. Yeah, that's all that matters, right? Like I think, you know, I think they are due for a loss coming up here at some point. Um just because of the way the schedule breaks and you get through that gauntlet and you like still decent games left, right? You still have to go to Tennessee, still gotta go to uh, Arkansas, still gotta go to Florida. Um and then obviously home games. So I feel like they're due for one of those, if not two losses on those road games, just, you know, you, t- you, you kind of take a step back, but I don't know. They're finding ways to win. That's the most impressive thing. It's like in the South Carolina game, Wheeler didn't play well. Um, you know, Ty Ty's in foul trouble. Oscar's in foul trouble. Then Toppin gets hurt. And I think Keon played well the first half. And then next thing you know, they're up double digits in the second half and, and kind of keeps it at arm's length. So, you know, I think it's what they – it's it's a, not concerning the way they're getting wins, but it just feels like, okay, they're going to lose at least one more time in the regular season. It's better the way that they're finding wins and as opposed to just blowing it and then when it gets to a one-point game, just curling over like we saw happen like last year. But, I mean – they're good. I think it's without they're without a doubt one of the five best teams in the country, not higher. Bobby, uh, you mentioned Wheeler having another poor shooting night. It's now three games in a row where he hadn't hit a shot. You concerned, like long term, that hey, you can't just have zero made field goals and the eleven assists are nice, but like you have to you have to give us something more of a scoring. Can can he turn into Kentucky's Ben Simmons if he doesn't get this fixed? I mean, he, the thing is he does enough and there's enough scoring that it's not the end of the world, but his minutes are going to get taken away. Like, if if a team is just going to not defend him at all, like we saw Notre Dame do, right? If, if it comes down to it, especially come March, well, so why wouldn't you just take him out and run Mintz, Washington, and, and Grady? We've seen that, that lineup work quite well. And you have to defend all three of those guys. So it's like, you know, that's probably best slash worst case scenario. I do think he's going to figure it out again. The thing is, he's just taking bad shots. It's not even like he's missing wide open shots. He's just, he's making bad decisions more than anything else. That's the concerning part. And that that was what got me is that he did the, it wasn't the same thing as Simmons is passing up the wide open layup, but he's been doing that where he's getting basically to the rim and then still trying to find somebody out else outside. It's like you can't get any closer than where you're at, Severe. Just just shoot the damn thing, you know. Like that that that's the the only parts that somewhat concern me, um, and and also the fact that I think in, with those eleven assists, I think he had four or five turnovers. I, I've come to accept some of that, but. The, the 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 passing the ball when you're 
already at the rim. That stuff is it's it's frustrating to watch from afar. So I'm not. That's not as big of a deal to me because most of the times, like I understand why he's making that pass. As he sees a defender coming down and and being the size that he is, it's easier just to make the kick out than than a block shot. My bigger concern is like when he's in transition and he just does like that little push shot from 15 feet, and it's like I mean, we can get like if you're a coach, like we can get that shot at any time in the possession. Like we don't need that right now and that. So that's more concerning where it's like, okay, he's pressing a little bit, trying to get anything, trying to make it see like you go in, and then you take a bad shot. It's like, no, like, Sphere, you need to like kick it around, either get to the rim, kick it around, and then if it's late in the shot clock when you're wide open from three, shoot it. Have you, uh, speaking of concerns, we're talking with Bobby Regan from Barstool Sports. You were, uh, I don't want to say harsh on Keon Brooks. Um, but have you come around to him being steady Eddie? We always were worried like, well, you're not going to get one thing about Keon. He's going to be consistently inconsistent. You never know what you're going to get. He's not only did he have those big 20 point games last week, but now it's 15, nine boards, five assists. He's become, he's become kind of a reliable four guy. Do you, are, are, have you changed your mind on Keon? No, because I still think like I, we know who he is. Right, like he's capable of this. We've seen stretches like this, but remember, like before the Kansas game, he also had six, seven, nine, nine, fourteen, two, nine, seventeen, five, ten, twelve, two, nine. Like we've seen the, this ups and downs. We, I don't think we've seen a peak like this, but like Keon is Keon, right? Like he's he is who he is. There are pros and cons. I just like still bothers me that he takes those 15 footers after one pass. And it's dude, that can we just do anything else, please? And then my bigger concern though, is he's still like, he's still a little too soft, especially defensively, right? Like I feel like he gets pushed around and out of position a lot. And then his rebounding numbers take a hit. Like, Part of the reason that Kentucky's gotten out rebounded lately is, yes, there's an emphasis on teams just trying to eliminate Oscar from the play. But, like, Keon and some of the wings, they just get out of position, and that's kind of the weird thing. So, I mean, he's fine. Like, he just – Keon should be the fourth option on offense at best. And if if that's how it is going forward, then I think that this more steady version of him will be true. Bobby, let's say that can let's just I, I think Kentucky has a solid chance to win both these games. But let's say Kentucky loses its road games at Tennessee, at Arkansas, and wins everything else and, and loses in the SEC championship finals. What seed would that be? I think that's a realistic worst case scenario. I don't think UK is going to lose a home game. Could happen. They went to overtime with Mississippi State. I understand that. And I think there's a decent chance they'll win the SEC tournament, assuming that they're at full health. It's going to still be a pro UK crowd in, in Tampa for, for those three days. And, and, you know, some of that's the seeding and how the draws look. But would that be good enough for a two seed at that point? I think it'd be seven losses on the year with the hypothetical I gave you. Or is that three or four territory in your opinion? So just doing the math in the head. So I think Gonzaga and Auburn are all but locks for one seeds, right? So there's two spots. I think then the, the race for the last two one seeds, you have Arizona, Kentucky, Purdue. 
Um, Duke is probably still has an outside shot at it, but they'd have to jump a lot of people. And then the Big 12 teams, right? Like throw in Kansas, Baylor, and Texas Tech as an outside shot. I think that's kind of the the list. Um, I think UCLA is capped at a two. So, you know, there's what I list, about seven teams, two spots for a one seed. I think if that all happens, you're probably looking at a two seed and maybe the top three seed. I think that's fair. Yeah, and I and I think that's fine. Do you have any weird seeding thoughts or opinions? Like, I, for example, I, I think that there's a big cutoff between three and four, and I don't think there's a huge difference necessarily between one, two, and three. Obviously, one is better and two is second best. I do agree with that. But I think the big cutoff is the three and four seed line. Is there anything – do you put a huge emphasis on geography, playing closer to home? What are some of the Bobby Regan keys to the NCAA tournament? All matchup based. It is so mad. It's 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 strictly matchup dependent. Geography that's irrelevant to me, right? Like fans will show up regardless. I I, I don't overly. I don't think overthink the whole geographic factor. It is strictly matchup based. Yeah, I kind of agree that there is a gap from some of the three to four seeds. Um, but if you look at like bracket matrix, like updated today, Illinois is a four seed. I wouldn't want any part of that. Um, but at the same time, like. You know, you look, and Houston is a three seed. Well, Houston's banged up. They don't. They obviously don't have Sasser and, and Tremont Mark. I, if you're asking me, let's say Houston ends up as a three and Illinois is a four in the same bracket, it's like, well, if I'm a Kentucky fan, can I get the two seed instead? Because I think that's a more favorable draw to get to the Elite Eight versus, you know, if you're a one seed and have to play Illinois, again, assuming seeds carry, in the Sweet 16. So, it is just so, so strictly matchup dependent for me. Which yeah. I think is fair. I mean, it just stinks from uh, our vantage point going in because if you are strictly matchup based, like we, we can't, that, that, you don't know until you know. Um, but we will at right. least a week from today, we'll get the, or a week from tomorrow, excuse me, we'll get the early bracket reveal show. And I, I think if Kentucky, especially if they pull off that win at Tennessee next week, they're going to be one of those three or four one seeds. I, I, you, you can't not have them on there if they go on the road and take care of business at Tennessee Tuesday. Right, just because teams are starting to beat each other, right? Like you look at, I think if, if Kentucky wins, um, so they play home to Florida at Tennessee before the reveal, if they win those two games, they're for sure a one seed. If they lose at Tennessee, then I could see, you know, you could – Arizona is going to be on there, and then basically, is it one of the Big Twelve teams, or I guess maybe like Purdue as as there? I don't think they put Duke on there. Purdue, you could talk me into, um, but there's still an outside shot that they just put Kentucky as the fourth one seed too. So it's I don't know. It, it's it, teams are starting to beat each other, and it's like, well, on one hand, it's not a bad loss, but at the same time, that's a win for a team that's fighting in the same seeds as you. So that's one thing where Kentucky can take advantage is, you know, they should be favored in all but what, maybe one of their last yeah. seven games or whatever's left. I think that's I think that's accurate. All Kim right, Kong what, has them, yeah, favored in every game except for that Tennessee one. So oh, interesting. I would have figured yeah. it would have been Arkansas. Um, but anyways, Bobby, we'll get you out of here on this question. Favorite Super Bowl Sunday food, 
and then give us a, a score prediction for the big game. So I'm a big, like, the hanky-panky fan. If you put a little chorizo, a little bit of cheese on something, I'm, I'm all in on that. Buffalo chicken dip, there's going to be 100 of them there. Skip it and go for either chorizo, queso dip, or a little hanky-panky. Um, those What's are hanky-panky? It's like sausage and cheese on a piece of, like, rye bread. It's, huh. like, melted. It's called different things in, like, every – I've heard it called so many different things. But right. up here, it's yeah. called hanky-panky. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, uh, TJ's hot take is he's out on buffalo chicken dip. That's that he he's completely out on it. I don't understand it. I think it's delicious. I could eat it once a week for the rest of my life and be happy. You're you're right to bypass it, Bobby. Good call. Good take. I know. I mean, I love buffalo chicken dip. It's just I would I like mixing it up. Like put a little buffalo chicken dip and on the sausage hanky panky, and you really got something cooking there then. No, we we heard you the first time. Bypass the buffalo chicken dip. I totally agree. Bobby, have a good weekend as always. Thank you so much. I guess we're we're assuming you're taking the Cats against Florida. Yeah, yeah. I think they I think they do beat Florida. Um, And then I got the Rams thirty eight to twenty seven. All righty. Let's go. Big Los Angeles cover. All right. Thanks as always, Bobby. Have a good weekend. All right. Have a good one. Bobby Regan, Barstool Sports. We will take our last break. We'll come back and we will rip through the Thornton text line, 502-414-1450. This is Kentucky Roll Call. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Campbell. Kentucky Roll Call. Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Okay. 96 1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen here on your Friday edition. We're going to get to the Thornton's text line, but some breaking news during the commercial yes. break. Big news. Whoa. Big Blue Drew news. His family's getting bigger and blue too. Yeah. Not Drewier, though. Maybe. Big Blue Drew's having twins. Could be Big Blue Drew the second and Big Blue Drew the second second. <laughs> He's having twins. That's exciting. I'm sure. I'm sure there's like plenty of. Uh, I like the way he notes at it, which is great. Um, <laughs> but I, I just appreciate that uh, he was like, "Yeah, it's so much crippling anxiety, but also super excitement." That that's got to be the roller coaster of emotions. So um, you got this, Big Blue Drew. Uh, super dad over here. Nothing you can't handle. Yeah, they they. Ooh, it's gonna it's gonna be an exciting exciting changes. I think your tweet, Roush. There's gonna be some months that probably won't be as fun as other ones, but yeah, they they've got it. 
Uh, that's I, that's very exciting. I also appreciate that you said you're putting Roland on notice. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but that's fun. That's that's ah man, twins. That's got to be. I, I just good good for. I'm very happy for him. And you know what I think it is? I think it's the hair. Him and Kyle Tucker, they both have the great hair. Mm. That's that's got to be. Um, that's got to be what's you, the, the difference maker. And you and I don't have great hair, and we don't have twins. Makes sense. Mm. Checks out. So Justin, no, you would not have twins because you do not have great hair. Suck it, buddy. I would definitely have twins. You you say that you're incorrect there. Just like we're definitely going to win the lottery. That's not incorrect. That actually is going to happen, though. Well, we're, we're heavily invested this weekend. Well, yeah. <laughs> Everybody's forgotten. <laughs> Nobody tell Rutherford that we had that we had a little slip up. We had a little slip up, but now we've got more chances than ever. And by the way, Mega Millions is chump change, Justin. I would just go. I, I would go all in on Powerball, and we'd have got it. We, we'd have thirty bucks on it. Got it. Right, yeah. So we did, somebody did win Mega Millions, and it wasn't us. Sadly, at least unless Dugan pocketed it and didn't tell us. Would wouldn't surprise me. No, no. Lottery group is <laughs> it's a it's a it's a blood bond. It's a brotherhood. It really is. Uh, all right, let's get to the Thornton's text line. 502-414-1450. Davion Mintz is shooting 44% from three in SEC play. Love that Man. stat because it conveniently ignores the Kansas game. <laughs> oh, that is good. 44% is pretty wild. I don't know what grade he's at, but I'm sure it's something good. Um, I know at one point, Grady was at 47% on the season, which is pretty insane. So that's uh, the folks last year that were wanting shooters. You have shooters. Mm -hmm. Plenty of them. Plenty of them. Let's keep shooting. Let's shoot Florida out of the gym tomorrow night. Or tomorrow afternoon, I should say, at Rupp Arena. Oh, I really like this text in the show. Uh, my wife is a veterinarian at the clinic where Davion Mintz announced his new nil deal. She said he and his family couldn't be nicer. So glad the video is receiving great feedback. Go Cats. I'm a, I'm a big fan. I used to go to Richmond Road Vet Clinic when I was in Lexington. And uh, the doc there, uh, Dr. Smith, he's a sales guy. So good good people, good folk over there. I like that they did the, the hats. And he even, he even signed with his paw print. That was cute. It was a cute commercial. Very cute. Good to hear. Davion Mintz seems like a great kid. Seems like the team is is full of them. So that makes them even easier to to root for as March it, approaches. Well, and and to add to the while we're talking, Mintz, uh, it's been said once, it's been said many times, but very happy that he's getting the Kentucky basketball experience and and even one that's better than almost all of his predecessors where he's able to cash in on his name image and likeness so um just very very happy for him right now to to be able to enjoy this ride and and really play at, at a at a high level of basketball right now a texter says i think chet is definitely a better prospect than paulo could make an argument for Jabari or Chet at number one. They both just have higher ceilings than Paulo, although Paulo probably has a higher floor. I think it's just because Chet just doesn't look like anybody we've seen. Where like guys like Pal, like I can almost, I don't want to say guarantee Paolo is going to be great, but like you feel like you know what you're getting with him. So to the Texas point, I, I, I guess I kind of understand. Um, but I, 
If I'm if I'm an NBA GM though, it probably is going to be picking Jabari Smith just because of his his outside shooting ability. Like Duke can be, I, I think when when they were entering that Kentucky game, he was like a forty percent three point shooter, and he's six ten. It's crazy. Well, first and foremost, I get these wrong more times seemingly than I get them right. I'm pretty good at col- high school players to college, but then trying to figure out which ones, which pros are going to be great. It's like, a, it's basically a coin flip. It's it's not, I, I, I'm, I'm not great at it. So keep that in mind. I would make a case that I actually think they all have similar ceilings except for Chet. And then I actually think they all have basically the same floors. I think any of them could theoretically be bust. For example, uh, somebody that got traded yesterday, I think he was maybe a part of that Wizards trade that brought Montrez Harrell to the Hornets. Vernon Carey, I forgot that dude existed. Oh, but he yeah. he was an amazing, amazing high school player. Didn't have such a great year at Duke. And then I forgot that he was even in the NBA let alone what team he had played for. And maybe, I don't even know if his stats are decent or not. I haven't looked them up, but I can't imagine they're all that great. I would have figured that guy, seeing him in high school, that he was going to be a good pro someday. So, But we get to see the guys that we're talking about here in college. I just worry Chet's going to be able to do all those great things. He can shoot. He can run the floor like a point guard. What happens the first time that a physical power forward puts a shoulder into him? May may literally break him. I think part of the appeal yeah. of going to Gonzaga was like, hey, you're going to be able to put up insane numbers. You're going to get to win, and you're not going to get you're not going to get embarrassed in any games. Your your flaws are going to be hidden going against these dudes out west. And I know that they play a tougher non conference schedule in December, but you can always shake things off in December as, hey, I've only been in college for a few weeks. This is all new to me. I'll get better. Come check on me in March. And then you only have as long as a sample size as you are winning. So at worst or at best six games. And if you're going and playing six games, it's probably because you're playing well. Or if it's only two games and you get upset, then oh well, it, your sample size is still cut short because your season's over. So it's actually an ideal spot to hide some weaknesses. I just worry about when he goes up against grown men night in, night out for 82 games that he is not going to fare well. So I would actually pick him behind those other two and maybe even behind a few more. Speaking of people that were around Vernon Carey's class, uh, Abraham Lincoln. Uh, your boy Judson Kalen, uh, he got traded. He's going to Texas, so that's <laughs> all. Uh, that, yeah, finally, uh, fi- old Lincoln's finally getting to the Lone Star State. So, so much for Brad Stevens being high on him. The 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 big winner and all that is the trainers in Boston. Their workload just decreased big time. I don't because hmm, he's been hurt the whole time. He gets hurt all the time. Ah, poor Romeo. Wherefore art thou, Romeo? Been his whole career, unfortunately, for him. But best of luck is his new spot. Where do you go, San Antonio? That's right. Yep, San Antonio. All right, he can hang out with old Keldon Johnson. Hey, um, I, I know we just like alluded to the hilariousness of it, but I actually do think uh, the Sixers are going to be pretty good with Harden. Get rid of Simmons. Could be good for Tyrese Maxey too. I think uh, Harden was averaging like eight assists a game. So yeah. Could be good for old Maxi. Uh, Maxi, that was Maxi was uh, kind of like Tyler Hero. We're in trade talks. They were like, "We're not giving up this guy," and you, you love to see that. 
Yeah, I mean, us talking NBA is just the equivalent. Like, at least, you know, I feel like I watch more than the average fan does when it comes to college basketball. NBA is, we're just two schmucks with, but I actually think that the Nets are in a good spot. Cause if you can just tell Ben Simmons, like, hey, don't worry about scoring yeah. at all, like, at all, you know, uh, don't worry about shooting. Cause we have Kyrie and, and KD to take care of, of those things. Yeah. So I actually thought they it, got the better end of it, but but it works out. It works out well, I think, for for both. Uh, weird to like not have a hot take about a trade. Like, no, I think it's good for both and the Nets. They got two first round picks out of it, although they had to give up three to get Harden initially. So, I guess net loss of only one. Every year I say I'm going to watch more NBA, and then I actually end up watching less NBA. It's it's actually astonishing. But this year it is because I'm watching more college basketball, so at least have that. But uh, I do enjoy NBA playoffs, part of it, because maybe nothing else on. But I do – you know, basketball is basketball, and NBA is the best at it. I just – season's so long. I, I just can't get into a game that seems so meaningless. But – College basketball has, got a good, has a good formula. It, it's been a good year, too, for college basketball. It really has. Yeah, it, it's been uh, – it, it takes me a little while to get into it. Full like crowds back switch. everywhere, yeah. too. Has a lot of upsets. Did did W – did he rush the court in the SMU-Houston uh, game? Oh, I didn't know he was there. Yeah, he, he, he was at the game. I couldn't figure out who he was cheering for, though. Because, I mean, we know he's a Texas guy, but I didn't know – I guess he grew up in Houston because his dad was a big fan of College Station, which is near Houston. But I don't, I don't know. Wasn't sure. Either no, way, I, no idea. Let's move on. Oh, speaking of Texas, Texas says Texas Tech could beat us. I'd still be confident going into the game, but they have, but they're great defensively and play hard as hell. Yeah, of course they could beat Kentucky. I, I agree. There's plenty of of teams that I would put in a category that could beat Kentucky, but I, I think Kentucky would simply score too much. Yes, good defense, but Kentucky plays pretty solid defense as well. Texas Tech, not nearly the offensive team that Kentucky is. So uh, I, if that's the matchup to go to the Elite Eight or the Final Four, then yeah, bring it on. That's that's no that's no problem for me. Bring Texas it on. Says, TJ, how is Abe doing since the birth of your daughter? Wow, that's funny that you asked because, um, okay, that he seemingly is becoming a worse dog. He's sitting right next to me too, but I think he's sleeping, so hopefully he doesn't wake up here and me slant, slander him. But uh, he he's it, it has no – it's not like he's being a grump to the baby or doing anything threatening or annoying – he is mostly uninterested in her at most, maybe an occasional sniff here or there. I think one lick happened, which was, uh, which was different because it just hadn't happened before, but basically doesn't pay the, the baby any mind, but he is just more annoying more than anything else. Whines a lot more now. We don't really know necessarily why. Um, we probably did have getting it. less attention. He just, yeah, he, yeah, I'm sure that's know. probably it, but it's still annoying. Um, I did, I, we did accidentally leave him outside. Um, and he, he is not an outside dog. He's such a baby. He's not an outside dog. So God forbid he was outside for like more than an hour and somehow he was panicked. So he escaped from the backyard and my neighbor saw him in our front yard. He was hiding underneath a tree, uh, cause he's a baby. 
And so they called and that kind of, I think, traumatized them a little bit. Um, Cause again, I can't stress enough how big of a baby this dog is. And uh, they also found out that my wife has given him some medicine that he considers T-R-E-A-T's. Oh, um, no. So now every time he doesn't get a T-R-E-A-T with his food, he acts really annoying. And that's been, that's been bad. So overall, not too shabby, just a lot more whining, unfortunately. <laughs> Which has me whining more, coincidentally. Yeah, uh, funny. What is funny? Uh, Texter says, pro tip, don't go to St. Elmo. Oh, this is from Keith, too. So you knew if it was like a money take or we were talking about like a somewhere Indeed, fancy or a vacation yeah. or something like that. Keith was going to weigh in. Sure enough, he did. Pro tip, don't go to St. Elmo's in Indy. Go to Harry and Izzy's, owned by the same company, most of the same food, but at a lower cost, including shrimp cocktail and steaks. And no, Justin, this is not just the same as any shrimp cocktail. Don't even get me started on the bread pudding. <laughs> uh, bread pudding is a okay. Correctly, it is an outstanding dessert. Very underrated in the cha- the the pecking order of desserts. Justin, never had bread pudding or St. <laughs> Elmo's shrimp cocktail. What about Izzy and Harry? Harry and Izzy's? Nope. But. You're Mr. Hoosier. I need to try it out then, huh? Wow. Ron Swanson would be disappointed in you. Maybe if Indiana makes the tournament, we'll get lucky and we'll be in that Indy region. (laughs) (laughs) They don't normally cater to double-digit seeds. (laughs) I'm worried about the Hoosiers, Justin. Same. Same. I am too. Alex from Colga here. They read this one on... The Mike Rutherford show, it confused them greatly. Uh Alex from Colga here. The confidence with which JK47 confirmed that February is, in fact, skunk mating season may be the funniest thing I've heard all day. Thanks for the laugh, Scoots, LOL. The (laughs) amount of useless knowledge I have in my head at times is pretty astounding. Oh, man. So does it smell bad when they mate? That I don't know. Yeah, well, I was I was listening to that whole conversation. I have no idea. I would imagine not just because their spray is a defense mechanism. So I don't know that that would be the case when they're mating, but it's possible, I guess. Yeah, and there is a we, – we caught this one, Alex, from Colga, but there's a decent chance if you send your, your text in because they're so rude. They they read their te- our text on their airwaves, which I don't mind. It's It's good content. We would probably do the same, but they don't – they don't notify us about the text. So they get lost in a complete hurricane of text about a bad athletic program. So we can't find them. Um, or we just don't really take the time to go back and look through all the text. So, uh, but we caught that one, Alex. So just be careful from the three to six hours sending your text in. It will be right on their show. You may be made fun of. Oh no. And it may get lost where we don't actually get to read it on KRC. Uh, a texter says a smug frat boy won Jeopardy on NCAA conferences and Mother Teresa March Madness. <laughs> have you have you been watching that that primetime with uh, what's her name moderating? No, it, I I was gonna click it over last night, but it uh, it kind of scared me that it was on ABC, so I just steered clear. I didn't know what was going on; it seemed like a trap. So is that is that safe to watch? I think so, uh, but I have not watched either. So I, I do like the the college tournaments though because then I can just cheer against schools that I dislike just based on the sweatshirt they're wearing. So I enjoy that very much. Yeah, I always, always you you don't miss an opportunity to bully. 
Nope, never do. A texture says, with all due respect, and I mean all due respect, our women's team is flat out terrible. I've never really watched one of their games, and my expectations were low, but holy moly, this is rough. Hey, they came back and only lost to the number one team in the country by nine, so at least there's that. That was probably the best they've played in a while, um, but still, they're not going to make the NCAA tournament with Ryan Howard, and she's going to be like a number one or two pick in the WMEA draft. I mean, no, they may finish last in the SEC. It, it is... It's, it's a been a horrible season. I know they've had some suspensions. I think they've had some injuries, as any team will have to deal with. But it's it feels a lot like the baseball program. Doesn't seem like there's a lot of hope. Seems like the talent will be going in the wrong direction. I think I think she's recruiting at an okay level, but it's been really no different than where UK's been recruiting. And again, you have the best player in college basketball. Certainly in the conversation, I don't feel like arguing that. But you got to make the NCAA tournament. You need to be a threat. At one point projected, I think, like a three or four seed, comfortably in the top 20, in the top 15, and the team has just completely fallen apart. So um, you may Mitch Barnhart may, may want to look into that. He's a pretty loyal guy. Usually likes to give people time, but I don't know what time's going to do in this instance. A texter says, blob as in baseline out of bounds? Well, yep. Justin, you tell him. It's a bloob, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Listening to the podcast, another good kid book, Llama Llama Red Pajama, full of very paranoid baby llama who has llama drama and has to call his llama mama. That sounds pretty good. <laughs> that was, you read that text and did a good job with that. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate that was, it. That was a tough one. And then I, I get our names wrong when I'm reading our show, you know, title. The texture says, call me a poor sportsman, but that play on the Duke player last night looked like a clean play to me. About as clean as Leitner stomped to the chest or Grayson Allen tripped through the lane. You hate to see it. <laughs> it, it was, you know, Duke fans did find those funny or, you know, they laughed about those. They eventually played into those. I wonder if they'd have the same attitude if Clemson eventually played into what they did. The next texter, I just couldn't disagree with this text anymore. Uh, Demarcus Cousins' elbow to the face on that Louisville player was dirtier. No, it wasn't. Are you kidding but, me? But I, I like. I think I don't know if it was dirty or not. I, I need to get out my measurement of dirtiness, but uh, which I, is probably permanently stored at Trevor's house. But I couldn't. I I don't think you can just judge them. Both are just trying to hurt somebody. Yeah, but like I don't think it's possible to hurt somebody while you're on the floor and you just put an elbow in their face. Like <laughs> you slammed his elbow in his face. I, I mean, mean he could have probably could have done it harder. Scenario: He breaks his nose. Like that's not play <laughs> that. No, that I that people who whined about that are a bunch of freaking losers. No, like that's that's the <laughs> kind of cheap shots that come into the game. Like it's it's like for me. The oh. like Daniel twisting the ankle and stuff like that's when it's like oh yeah that that's there's a very fine line there and I think elbows to faces are perfectly are perfectly fine. No, you're just you're coming off as such a hypocrite. It's hilarious, and you don't care. You that's fine. It's, I I have a very weird judgment, but uh, face injuries uh, insignificant compared to uh, ankles and neck injuries. I think trying well, to hurt people universally bad. Yeah, I just don't think that like you can legitimately hurt somebody by shoving a forearm in their mouth while they're in the <laughs> just, and if you do, then you're like whose face is soft enough to get hurt by a forearm while they're lying on the ground? You're both lying on the ground. Like, come on. 
Quit crying. Wee, wee, wee. That's got to be a rejoin at some point. That <laughs> Get a stronger face. <laughs> Swapshire. Whoa, a texter says, super dirty play, but to be honest, there has been just as bad of stuff in football. In college, I've had my eye gouged, certain private parts stomped on, and I've had my throat cleated a la Doomerville stomp. The pearl clutching on this is a little over the top, Mook. Yeah, and I think part of it, Mook, is probably people's just natural, well, I'm generally tough on Duke, so to show him unbiased, I'm going to be way over the top in this scenario and they don't even realize that they're doing that it was a dirty play like i think the guy rightfully so rightfully deserved to get ejected and if a guy gets ejected in a college basketball game Mm -hmm. they usually usually hear about it so when it's a duke when it's against a duke player and it's coach k it's his last season not sure if you've heard that or not it you know runs out on the court it's gonna make news i understand all that but yeah, just some of the arrest arrest him. You should hang up his jersey and never get it back. You know, kid made a mistake. Well, you, you can you can handle it in house based on how the kid is, how he responds to it, how he reacts. And I have no idea the answers to those things. I think Mook has helped provide some clarity to to my maybe weird take on all of this. It's definitely a weird take. But like the the things that we talked about, the elbows, the fate, like some of those feel like they happen like that. You expect those kind of dirty plays. You expect, you know, uh, a, a grab to the crotch on the bottom of a pile or an eyes gouging. It's, it, I, that's like one thing you don't do is take out somebody's legs. And that's probably where I was just so taken aback by it. And it just surprised the hell out of me because you're kind of watching out the corner of your eye and you're like, oh my God. He also finished the dunk too. That part was actually impressive. So, um, Anyways, moving on from Duke, uh, suck it, Duke. A texter on the Thorns text line brings up some great points. Says, went to waste management several years ago. It is best described as the Derby infield. Everyone is drunk as Justin on a first date. All the girls as hot as the IU video girl Justin lied about hooking up with. <laughs> For what it's worth, I never said anything about us hooking up. I said we dated, so. Oh. oh. Fuck it. Wow, that's so the truth comes out. But what do you mean? That's what I said all along. We dated. I mean, whether hooking up happened in that or not is none of your business, but we dated for a year and a half. Suck it. Wow, so you dated somebody for a year and a half and there was no hookup. Oh, come on. Come on. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, Jim. Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, we don't have enough time to really go into it. I've actually heard the waste management. If you like, want to be a part of the a good hole, the sixteenth hole, blah blah. What is it? The sixteenth? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's actually not that sweet. Like it's a long day, impossible to get drinks, bathrooms, that sort of deal. Maybe it's changed since my the 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 person that told me that. But I've heard it's um not as great as it looks. Hmm. That's the, that is the thing about the Derby infield. Yes, at times can it be hard to get a drink, and can there be lines? Yes, but most of the times it's not too terribly bad. Right, right. As long as you bring cash on hand, don't show up to a racetrack without cash. I no. totally agree with that. Yeah, you get you do need to come prepared, and you shouldn't be trying to go to the bathroom every two minutes. Yes, um, John here. Good morning, fellas. The cats are about to do a cat attack to that Gator <laughs> trash team. 
Here's what I was thinking for the line, guys. I've got our cats winning my 15 plus. Here's how I got there. I know of a company that had a food booth down at our local fall festival. They sold gator nuggets and they used real gator meat. I ate some and I devoured them like a freaking cat attack. It was five pieces for $9.99. So I just add that and round up a little. And that's how I get 15 plus. That's a safe number, guys. Trust me. Well, have a great weekend. Got to go. Talk to you later. Well, we need to see the cat attack dance when they get up 13, correct? Yeah, when they're up 13, you do a consistent cat attack dance until either the game is over or the the lead is 12 or under. So that's the way my interpretation of the cat attack. A good point about gator meat. Um, Love it. It's good. Is there anywhere in Louisville that I can get it? Because I do generally like to get it when it's around Florida time. Uh, mm-hmm. when UK is playing the Gators. Uh, it is delicious. And yeah, so somebody let me know. Texter says, Roush picked Rams. Has he not seen that Simpsons episode? The one that Actually, was doctored going around the internet this week? Yeah, I had a feeling that was probably Photoshopped. Yeah, it was um, Photoshopped like a mug. <laughs> also, I've never, I don't think I've ever watched an episode of The Simpsons. Maybe one, but yeah. I we watched some as kids growing up. Um, I didn't really like it, but I've seen more and more clips like retweeted into my timeline, and I laugh at them. So maybe I need to go back and give Simpsons a, a an adult try. Again, yeah, I'm not a huge with the except with the exception of South Park, not a big cartoon guy. Um, that I can't believe you you're you're out on South Park, Roush. There's there's a lot of laughs there. It seems right up your alley. Uh, I watched the the COVID special and it just I don't know just didn't do it for me like it used to. Maybe you just uh, you don't you don't agree with the jokes. Oh no, I don't give a damn about that. I like, uh, like, yeah, it's it's not the I just it just it's not as funny as it used to be for me. I don't I don't know why. Uh, Texter says, "Does Aaron Rodgers win another Super Bowl if he stays in Green Bay? Yes, next next year, well, no doubt no, about it. He, he would need to go to a Super Bowl first. Um, he could with the Steelers, possibly Scoots, but um, I don't think he can go back to a Super Bowl as a member of the Green Bay Packers. He's only been to one in like what twenty five years. After all, it's actually kind of sad when you think about it. Actually, in the history of the planet, he's only been to one. So, wow, how old is the sad. Earth? Like that is a billion years or something." Um, so it's yeah, like McDonald can't win the big one. Well, he can because he did. So he can win the big one, and he did win the big one, and he will win another big one next year as a member of the Green Bay Packers. No more Brady in the NFC. Smooth sailing. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is not going to trip him up next season. You can take that to the bank. So we're we're all good, baby. All smiles. <laughs> a texter on the Thornton's text line. He he went on. He got he took our advice on our dating tips, and um, this is what he had to say instructions were unclear i got drunk complained about the bill farted and she passed out what do i do now call her in uber tc from no other answer tc from lexington here boys love bobby's takes and he's great on the show but i think he was a little grumpy this morning i don't think kentucky drops two more i think they have shown different ways they can win as a positive not due for a loss like he assumes. And I, I gave him the hypothetical three more losses. I do not think UK loses three more losses on on the regular season and probably, to be honest with you, at all because I think they win the SEC tournament. I think they may just drop one more game and then they could 
slip up in the NCAA tournament, it, 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 it happens. Not always the best team uh, wins the NCAA championship. So just because we, we threw that hypothetical his way, and I think he just said that they are losable games, and they are. Uh, they, Kentucky could lose at Tennessee, and it wouldn't be a bad loss, and I don't think it really should shock anybody, and that could happen at Arkansas as well with how rowdy of an atmosphere they have. So it wouldn't be the end of the world. But I, I hear you out, TC. I got gotcha. you. Feel that. A texter on the Thornton's text on says, Congrats to Big Blue Drew. When I heard the news, I just bought a bunch of stock in skinny jeans. Wow. Even on his big announcement day. He says they're doing the gender reveal at Rupp Arena tomorrow. Well, that'd be fun. You Thomas Beisner should pull some strings, let him do it at like mid-court or something. That'd be pretty cool. I mean, I guess since he's a media member, maybe not. But go as a fan tomorrow, Big Blue Drew. Ooh, I wonder if it'll be if he's going to shoot a ball into the net and then it like poofs out colors. No, but he'd have to do two of them. And oh. I've I've played pickup with Big course. Blue Drew. We could be we could be waiting forever for him to hit two jumpers. <laughs> wow. Love it. Roast him no matter what. Do you think in the year of our award 2022 that recruiting websites would look halfway decent on mobile? Rivals is an abomination. Oh man, it's one three, so much better than Rivals. Suck it, Rivals. Wow, I don't. That KRC is neutral. Mm. We're like we're like Sweden. I don't think so. It's Switzerland, by the way. But who? I didn't say that we're totally. And we have like we're like Sweden in the sense that we're we've got a great hockey team. <laughs> the cousin's comment was a joke, Roush. It was a jab at U of L fans to the assault. Um, I do like that you said it was a jab because it quite literally was a jab. Does Roush's South End Bat House come with a little above ground bat pool? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, above ground pool jokes—they just—they just never. <laughs> they really don't. For what it's worth, I, I've seen my fair share of above-ground pools in Oldham County and all throughout Louisville and surrounding areas, Roush. All right? Don't let the South End above-ground pool texture get you down. Uh, I won't. Good. Don't don't let it. Don't. It, I'm not. I'm not. In Justin's defense, I've been married for five years and hardly ever get any. <laughs> I would say uh, I, ooh, I'm not even going to touch that. What's this yeah. Facebook link? It's a, a place they're recommending if you want gator in New Albany called Taylor's Cajun Meat Company. So there wow, you go. I could go gator. over there and place my bets too because, you know, gator meat. Well, they're doing a Valentine's Day getaway. Oh, bada boom, bada bam. Nice. Yeah. Uh, you can go get gator normally at this place across the river in Indiana. Same Great. Place. Yeah. Well, awesome. Thank you all. I appreciate it. Well, we didn't talk as much basketball. Um, as a sports radio show probably would have. We did with Bobby. We did about but more kind of recapping more than previewing. Florida's going to shoot a bunch of threes. Castleton's good. He's I'm sure he will be somewhat of a problem. Hopefully doesn't get Oscar in foul trouble. But the good news is you just got to be physical with him. Oscar should be. Hopefully he can stay out of foul trouble, like I said. But if Lance had – this could be a good game for Lance to get some valuable minutes. I don't think he's going to be able Lance? to score. How about Lance? I don't think he's going to be able to score on Castleton, but – uh, I think he could defend him just fine. And if Florida has a hot shooting night, then the game will be closed. If they're off, then Kentucky's going to cruise. I will hedge and just go somewhere in the middle, and I think Kentucky wins by 12 
in one of those buffer game roushes that we so often bring up here on this radio show. Love a good buffer game. And uh, I, I'm with you. And I think ultimately the the cats, we're going to be doing a lot of cat attack dances on Saturday. Kentucky 80, 4-63. The rivalry with Florida is dead. Auburn is the new rival at the top of the SEC. I agree wholeheartedly with Mark's story. Suck at Gators, your has-beens. 82-67, Cats. I agree with John. 15-plus. Uh, 80-68, to, to put a score on it. And then I'm taking the Rams 29-21 in the Woo! Super Bowl. Yeah! I'll go 27-24, Bengals. Oh, we're all in the over. It's definitely going under then. Definitely. Uh, probably is. Yeah. All right, if anybody has a good prop bet, send it my way. Everybody have a good weekend. Be safe. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Brown. Step back from that land. Roll call.